Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan Bedner. Welcome to the 39th episode of What the Wealth. We talk about money and help you go from financial confusion to financial confidence. Today, I'm going to start talking a little bit about a concept I saw from someone on LinkedIn, and they posed this question, what is the future value of the present moment? So let me kind of rephrase that or put some color around that. So what would you be willing to pay to go back and do something in the past? And so this is a way to kind of think about how you're valuing your time. And what we know is an absolute that time is finite. We don't know how much time we have, but we do know that time is finite. The saying is there's only two absolutes in the world, and that is death and taxes. And so knowing that time is finite, we need to try to prioritize and identify the things that are important to us through core values and our dreams that I've talked about in the past, the best way that I've found to identify those is to write your core values down, one, two, three, then start thinking about what your dreams are, but those dreams need to be related to your core values. That's how we start to identify the purpose and the fulfillment and the why of your life. And so thinking of your dreams in terms of, I want a 262-foot mega yacht with a helipad and a helicopter, and I never want to work again, just win the lottery, are kind of crazy. And, you know, it's not bad to dream big like that, but I don't know that that's really purposeful and fulfilling either. I guess it could be, but... My guess is the superficial stuff like that is not going to be fulfilling and purposeful. So again, the thought around this is, you know, how do you go back and you start to really value things that happened in the past or what, what value would you place? What future value would you place on present moments? And they get really, really difficult. And so when we start to think about trips that I've taken you know, taking the family to Disney World, I know what it actually cost to to go there. It's crazy expensive. But there's one trip in particular, I remember, and I don't know how to put a value on this. I mean, I think it's invaluable. We were at Epcot. It was just my wife, me, and my daughter, Kate. So we had not had Jack yet. So it was the three of us. We were at Epcot and... There was a gazebo where Daisy Duck was standing, taking pictures, signing autographs. This is pre-COVID. And Kate loves the autographs, loves the pictures, loves to you know hug and meet characters. So we stopped and we got up there and we were next in line to see Daisy. And they had told us, you are the next ones. Then Daisy's going to take a break. 
And so we just kind of thought, wow, we hit it at the right time. You know, we we're not having to stand in here for another 15 or 20 or 30 minutes till Daisy gets back. We're going to be able to see Daisy and then keep moving throughout our day. What happened after that was magical for Kate, pun intended there. But once Daisy was done signing autographs and hugging Kate and taking pictures and all that, Daisy Duck proceeded to grab Kate's hand, walk her out of the gazebo, and start walking her down, I guess, one of the roads um, kind of back inside Epcot where you're kind of get into the countries. So she was kind of walking down that big pathway. And of course, we had then the, the handlers that were helping Daisy Duck had told us, you know, Daisy's going to go on a break. You know, she'll walk with Kate until it's time to for Daisy to disappear. But it was a, a long walk. It had to have been 300 yards. I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating. It was far. And so Kate laughed and giggled and just smiled and loved that. And as parents, it was super cool to see. Because not many people get to do that. I mean, I guess in retrospect, probably lots of people get to do that, but not when you compare it to the number of people and kids that get to go to Disney World. And so it was a super unique experience. And and when I start thinking about what what would that be worth, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I could put a price tag on it. And especially when you start to see your, your, your child's, you know, face light up and they're smiling and, and really just super happy. I mean, there's nothing that, that can take them out of that moment. They, they are on cloud nine, super stoked. And then I think about other times that, that meant a lot to me, you know, getting married to my wife, you know, how do you, how do you put a, I mean, obviously there's a price for the wedding. You can't put a price on someone's love, but there's a price for the wedding. But how do you really understand the value of that moment? Like your first dance or, you know, for me as an athlete, former athlete now, and other athletes will understand this, but the, the emotions and the experience of playing sports but specifically your last game, like that's a super emotional, super, super emotional event, but it's priceless. I mean, and that's not, you know, you can't pay to do that type of event. I mean, well, I guess you train and, and maybe there's fees to participate or whatever, but kind of the emotions and the bonding you get with coaches and teammates um, and then once that actually comes to an end, like the feeling you get, it's very emotional. And so it's important to kind of think about as you're planning your life and as you're planning retirement, what those dreams are that you've written down, how they're going to make you feel, and how do you value that? And it doesn't necessarily have to be about money. It could be about a high sense of a you know, achievement, like an emotional feeling that, you know, you can't replace or, or you can't put a price on. I'll give you great, another example. You know, I published a book almost two years ago and working on my second book now. And sure, there are lots of authors in the world, but 
when you compare it to people in the world, there are not very many authors. And so when you, you write a book and, and specifically for me, the dedication that I made to my daughter is, is something that, you know, is priceless, but the, the, and, and I specifically kind of remember the emotions that I felt just writing those, those comments on a piece of paper, knowing that she could have them forever. And still to this day, I mean, she's still young, but you know, she says that's her favorite book. She, she can't read it. There are no pictures. It's about money. So it's probably super boring to her, but she knows that I wrote it and that it's dedicated to her. And I've read the dedication to her a couple of times. And so it is super meaningful to her. So that's really, really cool. When you, when you can provide for someone else, when you can take the trip of a lifetime, when you achieve something, if you could go back and duplicate that again, or you could, you, you do that experience traveling or, or whatever the purchase, you know, the big purchase that you, you did, or, you know, maybe you're test driving your favorite car around a racetrack or something, whatever it may be, but how do you actually you know, price some of that stuff. And I don't know that you can, but for some things, there's certainly a price to write a book. There's certainly a price to, you know, drive a car around a racetrack. There's a price to go to Disney world. There are sacrifices that you make as athletes or people that are, you know, living healthy. There are sacrifices you make as an investor to have a solid financial foundation for you. And so, when I saw that person's comment about, you know, how, how do you price or, or, or assign a future value for a present event, it was really kind of a thought-provoking question. And so, you know, I challenge you all to, to think about that. Um, what, what price would you pay in the future for a previous event? And so the idea is like, you know, you're wanting to make sure that what you're doing today is of high value to you in the future so that when your future he you is here, you're not looking back on regret and saying, I wish I had done this. I wish I had, you know, completed this thing. I wish I had done X, Y, Z project and, and actually completed those things so that you have no regrets. The easiest way for our minds to comprehend that is to, to look back at previous experiences we've already had, which is why I kind of brought up the Disney that, that, you know, Kate had walking down with Daisy duck. Cause that's the easiest thing to kind of say, well, here's a, here's an event that happened. It costs money to go to Disney world, uh, probably $10,000, 8,000. I'm not, honestly, I'm not exactly sure, but it's not cheap. So what would I pay for that again? And that was a one-off event that was captured inside the larger event of going to Disney World. But I would probably pay more than 10000 if I knew 100% sure that Kate could walk down a certain path for a long distance, holding hands with a character, laughing and giggling. I mean, it's invaluable to me. And so that's a memory that, you know, she'll have forever, we'll have forever. So take some time over the next couple of days and over the weekend to just think about how you're valuing 
past events, current events, you know, if you, if you fast forward into the future, what price would you put on those events? Because I think it will help drive your framework for your core values and your dreams so that when you're crafting your financial plan and you're thinking about what is most important for you to have that fulfilling and purposeful life, that you're doing so with items, not items, but I guess it could be items. It could be experiences on things or things that you have bought. It's usually going to be more about experiences and less about possessions, but it could be about some sort of possession that allowed you to do something. So just think about that. You know, think about how you're valuing your time and is it meaningful and is it purposeful? And are you doing things that are so important to you today that even in the future, you would probably pay a higher value to go back and redo them if you had the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the 39th episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner. I look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of What the Wealth. Go out, create the life you love. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. The information of this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial.